0: Here we are again, then. Another episode. How are you diddling? All
1: right. I need a haircut. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't need to tell you about it.
0: <laughs> I can see. <laughs> I can see, mate. What have you been up to? Oh, I went to Nelsie Safari Park the other day. Oh, did you?
1: It's brilliant. I love that place. That was a
0: lot of fun. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. How was it? It was good. I tell you what, the flipping monkeys are on form. Oh, it's love like the they've been. But it's like, I've never seen them, so crackers. <laughs> it's like they've been pet up. Like, nobody's been, uh, you know, coming to visit them for a couple of months. They, they were, like, climbing up trees, jumping on cars. It was crazy. <laughs> After we saw, there's like, luckily, we managed to escape unscathed. But the car in front of us, I'm not exaggerating. There was, like, eight monkeys going to town on it. It's oh, like they had, they had everything. They had the trims. They had every single uh, wiper. They were, there was a couple of them working on the registration plate at the back. They were just going going to town. They're going to town. They pulled out, you know, the bit with the um, the windscreen washer fluid that sprays onto your bonnet. Yeah. They pulled out the tube that carries the, oh, the fluid, no. and they were like stretching this. this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mental.
1: That's so, awful. Um, God. I love the idea that they're out back somewhere building a motor of their own so that one day they can escape a <laughs> real ramshackle monkey mobile that's just going to get them out of nosely.
0: But like the little monkey, that like, the, like the the chief naughty little monkey um, in the car in front, he like sort of turned and saw us and he took a running jump to get on our car. And I was just like, <laughs> no chance, mate, <laughs> and just drove to the left. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Not having you, it. <laughs> you know your stuff.
1: Yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah. What have you been up to? A few little walks, a few little ventures out, but it's um, it's definitely been a quiet one. The bad weather hasn't helped.
0: Can I talk to you about hip hop? Yeah. All right. If, yeah. So I've um, this last week I've I've caught up on a few of the um, a few hip hop albums from this year, which I've kind of been meaning to get round to, um. Two albums, actually, that I would like to recommend if you're into your hip-hop, Um Run the Jewels. Oh, yeah. They, so they've just put out their fourth album this year. It's brilliant. It is so good. But I tell you, I mean, they've got quite a high standard of um, of um albums anyway. They, they always tend to deliver on their albums and, and the live performances, if you've ever seen a live performance, is something special. What is amazing about this is the list of guest vocalists. <laughs> so on this album, you've got, Josh Hom, you've got Mavis Staples, you've got Pharrell Williams, but the one that I want to highlight, which I'd like you to listen to, is a song on the album called Just, which is the one that features Pharrell Williams, but also Zach from Rage Against the Machine. No way. And he doesn't do a great amount on it. He does like, he sort of raps the last verse, but it is insane. Like, the delivery is absolutely brilliant. It's really, really good. So that's my number one tip this week. Second tip is uh, an album called Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist. Um, it's a it's a fantastic album. Again, it's like a sort of hip hop album, but I'd like you to check out the opening track 1985 because it's a, it's completely blown my mind. The reason for it is that the rhythm of the rapping of the melody is just phenomenal. It's like the first time I heard this, I was like, whoa, what is going on? Listen to it like two or three times in a row. And it's like hip hop song, but the way that the, the the rapper is swinging these lines, it is just really delivered well. It's really, really clever. Just have a listen to it. And it's got a line about Joe Exotic, which I know you'll like, <laughs> being, a, being a Tiger King fan. But um, just listen to that. So that, my two tips, just... By uh, Run the Jewels from the latest album, and the opening track "1985" is from Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and The Alchemist.
1: Awesome! I will it's check. Really those out. clever,
0: really clever stuff. Oh, thanks, buddy. What about you? Thought so about yourself?
1: God, I've been listening to so much. I just, um, I, I don't know. I've kind of gone to town on 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 new stuff this week. I I've, uh, I, I admittedly I've had a bit of a Deftones resurgence because uh, of targeted advertising really hitting me quite uh, astutely. And, um, reading is few... there talk
0: about them bringing the new album out
1: yeah so well White Pony is 20 years old and I think there's talk of, of something new in the pipeline I think they're just going through the mastering process now and I think they're going to get it out end of summer so I've been listening to them but that's old stuff I found this uh, singer-songwriter called Daniel Martin Moore um, whose debut album uh, Straight Age came out uh, in 2008 on Sub Pop and I just heard a song on a playlist and it was like, oh, this is brilliant. And so I um, checked him out, kind of wanted him to have an album out this year. So I could investigate him a little bit more for the project, but he's, he actually had an album out last year um, uh, called Never Look Away. And it's brilliant. It's really kind of, it's folky, but it's quite lush. The arrangements on it really, really quite, uh, quite nice stuff. And um, I also checked out the Avalanche by Owen. Uh, who's the the singer from American Football, and you recommended that. Mm.
0: That, I yeah. thought, was a brilliant album. Splendid. Yeah, it's good, isn't it?
1: Mm. And I finally listened to Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple and uh, really, really enjoyed
0: it. Have you heard that yet? Do you know what? I haven't got round to it. I'm, I'm ashamed to say I haven't got round to it. Oh, I have um, a listen.
1: It's way less accessible than I thought it was going to be, but it's um, really good. Um, I picked up uh, Then I tried Some More by Joanna Sternberg again. As well. That was one of our oh, albums of that's last year. One of
0: my favourites from last year. That was brilliant. Yeah.
1: Such a good album. So I had so a good, good listen to that.
0: Do you know what? I can imagine that making it being a good sort of companion piece with the uh, avalanche with the Owen album. Oh yeah, they're both yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty dark and depressing lyrics.
1: <laughs> yeah, I i I don't know what made me pick it up. So maybe it was listening to that Owen album a few times because it was around the same sort of point in the week. Um, you had a another track that you listened to that you messaged me about. Jeremy Gara, the drummer from Arcade Fire, released a track called "Wraith," oh. and uh...
0: <laughs> I'm not having it. Why not? I'm not having it. Because, as I said to the other day, at the risk of sounding very, very old, oh, man, it's just noise. (laughs) You put the start on and you're like, it starts off and it's like quite ambient and you go, oh, this is pretty cool. 30 seconds in, you're like, it's going to, something's going to happen. It's going to kick in. Fast forward, another 30 seconds, (laughs) nothing happens. Fast forward another three minutes and we get a fade out. It's just...
1: (laughs) (laughs) What did you think? Well, see, uh I it's sound
0: art. If really, you tell isn't me it. you like this now, you are winding me up. Well, I quite
1: like a lot of sound art like Nurse with Wound and and, and others like that. kind of collagey stuff coming out of left field. One of my favourite albums of last year was uh, an album of kind of ambient sound art not dissimilar to this Jeremy Gara track uh, it's by an artist called Jan Jelinek and Asuna it's like a two people doing it I guess and the album's called Signal Bulletin and it came out last year and I didn't nominate it for uh, one of our adventures because I thought you would probably ate it I was right <laughs> um, I'm used to listening to this stuff in like a long player form like like as an album so i've never heard it released as a single like a single track of what is essentially sort of noise um so i think releasing it as a single i didn't really get because it's the kind of thing that i would normally just immerse myself in for 45 minutes rather yeah. than just going oh let's let's bang on 3 minutes of this but i didn't think it was i didn't think it was that bad but yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's not really a song. Tell you what, though, no. good, uh, good little period for country music in Americana. I, uh, I've, I've listened to the new album from on Margot. with the show. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, I sorry listened to the uh, the new album by Margot Price, which is called "That's How Rumors Get Started." Now she's amazing. She's on her third album, and she's uh, just a superb kind of rootsy old-time country singer but with a really modern uh view of the world she's very progressive very into her political movements and and doing the right thing and she's kind of coined a more california laid-back sound on this album than the kind of nashville sound she was doing on the others and i recommend it man just have a little look margot price if you hate it you hate it don't tell me about it um, another band called the Jayhawks who've been going for about thirty-five years just had a new album. Happy the Jayhawks. They're really good. XOXO. So that's a bit more Americana, a bit bit less country. So I'd recommend that. It's um, I think it's worthy of a few few more listens from me um, before I really get into it. But it's, there's some real kicking songs on there. I think it's good. And then there's an album by a guy I love called Ray Wiley Hubbard. It's like his eighteenth album. And it's called co-starring and every track has got different additional musicians on it. Like on track one, he's got Ringo Starr and Joe Walsh playing on it. And it's kind of bluesy country. It's quite dirt, like earthy Um you know gravelly vocals he's quite an old guy now and he's got people like the cadillac three who are like a really good time country power trio playing on it as well and um aaron lee Tasjan and ashley mcbride who are quite quite big in the in the country and americana stuff and that is a really good album just 10 songs in and out really good fun it's kind of nice to hear ringo playing drums even though you don't you don't yeah, really tell but
0: i was gonna say like his um so Ringo's, Ringo's on drums on it. Yeah, isn't yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's,
1: oh, nice. uh, it, it was nothing spectacular. And then you hear a little fill, and then you're like, oh, is that, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, because he's <laughs> got
0: that, he's got the old Ringo swing on it. Because he, he did play, um he played in a couple of tracks, uh, Jenny Lewis album last year. He played oh, a couple of tracks on drums on that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, cool. Must be nice being Ringo,
0: said Thomas. Your turn to start this week, Andy. What yeah. have we been listening to on your recommendation or your pick?
1: This week we have listened to Heaven to a Tortured Mind by Eve's Tumor. Eve Tumor is solo artist Sean Bowie. They were part of a chill wave band called Teams, apparently, that made ripples in the music industry some time ago. Um, But it's apparently come out that it's it's not entirely clear if they were every member of the band or not. So they're quite an enigmatic character. Um, They're three albums in and... uh, this is uh, an absolute sprawling journey of an album um, that I found really, really hard to define uh, over the last yeah. week. Uh, I don't really yeah. know what style of music it is.
0: That well, it's proper genre bending, isn't it? That's the thing. I mean, it's like it, it's glam rock, it's soul, it's experimental. Mm-hmm. It's it's very, very hard to to pigeonhole it into a certain style.
1: Yeah, completely. It opens with these samples from, I I think I read somewhere that it was like a a Korean movie soundtrack, Uh, this kind of brass section blasting out. And the way the sample hits, you think you've kind of hit the groove And then it stops. And I Mm -hmm. thought initially it was my Wi-Fi cutting out and something's like, what? And then it does it again and then it cuts out again. And by the time it actually comes in and stays in, it's in a different time signature to to anything you imagined from the way it stops and starts the the previous couple of times. And uh, I think that's probably a really good way of setting the tone for the album because this is a really confusing album. It took me a long time time a lot of listens before i really started to appreciate it it's like the the definition of an acquired taste i had to really Mm -hmm. acquire the right to like it i can't tell if this is a work of genius or not because it's an album you could have theories about forever they never take the easy option they can clearly write songs and i think that's evident in, in some songs like superstars which is real proper Uh, proper songs like speaker box era outcast when big boy was doing his very best to sound like prince Uh, and his proper lazy dragging beat really cool really soulful but they rarely ever take that route they're normally just throwing sounds and layers and layers of texture at these songs and not really letting the listener guess where it's going to go it's not like you're listening to it going oh this is going to happen in this song because this is this is how they write their songs this is the formula for how they um put this stuff down i mean there's a point in it where you get like two two two-minute tracks one after the other and you're like what's going on here and then it there's there's a couple that are almost instrumentals and and the singing starts so late into them yeah it's completely mind-blowing Sorry, I've talked a lot. Yeah.
0: No, 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 not at all. And 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 I agree with pretty much ninety nine percent of what you said there. Um, it's, I mean, it's. There's so much going on in this album. Instrumentally, there is so much going on. Like, and I totally agree. First three listens, I was really quite confused about this album and about how I felt about this album. Um, I remember I was, like, listening to it for the second time and it, like, sort of finished and I just thought, what a tough gig for a producer this (laughs) album must be. Like, mixing this album must have been an absolute nightmare because Mm. there is so much going on. I mean, take that first song, Gospel for a New Century. Now, I'd heard that as well. Um, And it comes in. The the horns, they almost sound like sort of hip-hop. These Mm. horns come in uh, uh, and then there's all these different elements coming into it. There's a guitar part in it when the guitar comes in. Mega heavy. Mm-hmm. It's so heavy, it's so distorted. It's just like really low in the mix, and th- th- you know there's all these sort of things coming in and out. But that is a that is a huge song. That is I've heard that one before. Uh, six Music have been playing that quite a bit. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, and it's you know it's a big song. That it's a big single. It was one of one of my, my favourite tracks that I'd heard of the year. Actually, so I was, oh. I was really pleased when you when you picked up you know picked up the album and picked it as the picked it as album of the week. um that said, I am still struggling with it. And I do think it, you know, it, it is a tough listen. Um, and it, at, at the moment, after listening to it for a week and probably listening to it about eight times, I think I've listened to this album, um, I'm still left with a feeling that I'm missing something, but I don't know what that something is.
1: See, I, know, I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean, because I, I have I've, I've thought more about this album than I've listened to it, I think. I've I've walked away from it going what and just spent ages thinking about it way more time than I've spent listening to it yeah and I think it's a bit like being on a roller coaster and you might go on that roller coaster first time and it just moves so fast and it throws you around that much you come out the other side of it and you're like whoa that what happened I have no real recollection of anything that happened yeah um and and then you might be like well let's do it again because that was fun and then you go around again but there's still a point in that journey even though you know what to expect where you're like your head is just spinning and you're moving way too fast to take it all in and and you you finish the ride again and you're like no i want to do it i want to figure out what goes on in that part and actually it's not possible to figure out some of what goes on in this album it's a proper roller coaster totally not and i think it's the kind of album it's this sounds sort of pretentious really no i'm about to say what I'm about to say but it's it's kind of an album that you almost let happen to you you don't really listen to it it just takes you somewhere and mm. it's very hard to absorb everything that's going on it's very hard to follow and it's like you shouldn't you almost shouldn't try and pick out the hooks or the bits you like you just got to kind of take these these things as they hit you because there's too much to take in and i just think that's phenomenal i mean it's yeah. it's like it's similar for me to the grimes album that i absolutely love in that there's a lot going on in the mix that is just beyond my comprehension and mm-hmm. they've thrown like the kitchen sink at this production wise oh, massively! but, but uh that was much more pop song, much more conventional, much easier to follow as an album and you find your hooks and you know what to expect. This, it's mm-hmm. like every time they've got a choice of whether or not to pin down a really good, clear song, they've taken the difficult option. They've gone, well, I don't want to make this groove too palatable. I'll make sure that there's something really nasty behind it, some creepy little... yeah vocal that pops out of nowhere or some weird duet thing or i don't know man
0: but i think ultimately i mean ultimately i found elements of that quite frustrating Uh, the 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 sort of the 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 shorter songs right so you've got there's three of the shorter songs on there there's uh, identity trade romanticist and asteroid blues um they kind of finish like unfinished they sound like unfinished ideas in a way Mm -hmm. And yeah. I find that quite frustrating because the ideas are so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got um, Asteroid Blues, for example. It's a great passage of music. Mm-hmm. I, I just wish they'd done a bit more and developed it into a song. And that's like you were saying before, that's one of the sort of tracks that's pretty much instrumental. Yeah. Um, I like that Romanticist really leads well into Dream Palette. Which yes, is, totally. that, see, That is my standout track of the album.
1: Yeah, that's a proper head nod of that one. Like When it kicks in.
0: I mean, that it, it, that's as heavy as the as the album gets, I think, that. Mm-hmm. It's got that sort of really yeah. cool driving bass line. It's got the female vocals going on. Um, mm. I would say, I mean, I'd say, we're sort of jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit now, but I'm saying if you're going to suggest somebody listens to a track off this album, I, I would say it's got to be gospel for a new century because it's such a big, big song, such a big single. But mm-hmm. Dream Palette was like the surprise for me of, of the album because it Mm -hmm. got sort of halfway through the album, not totally sure what I thought about it. This song (laughs) really stands out as, as, you know, as a highlight.
1: Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I think think Dream Palette, I think Superstars is really good. I've already mentioned that one. I quite like Medicine Burn, uh, which is track two. It's chaotic and it's got this really grating guitar line going through it where it just slides up and down for ages. And then when they take that Mm. away... It sort of like it reveals a song underneath, and it's quite
0: It's, it's quite weird. A cool it, song. it sounds, it sounds that that second track, it sounds like they've said to the drummer, Right, you start on beat three and start with a fill, guitarist, you start on beat two, bass player, <laughs> you start on beat four, and I'm going to sing on the first beat. It's like everybody's singing at a different time. Yeah, um, I can believe that.
1: I can believe that's exactly what they did. They've not tried to do anything easy.
0: No. And, and it and it's like, the, 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 that moves then onto the third track, Identity Trade. And, um, mm. well, I, I texted you in the week about it, didn't I? I said, are my ears <laughs> playing tricks on me? Or is this bass playing a different key to everybody oh, else?
1: They're not even singing in tune on that track. It's uh, no. But I think it works. It kind of works. It's a rare skill to hear someone not singing in tune. It's quite punk, I guess, but it's, it's very very tough listen
0: it kind of see that itself that identity trade kind of feels a bit too clever for its own good <laughs> for, for me um and i think you know I, th- I think it's obvious you've sort of got on a bit more with this album than i have i, I don't know i just ultimately um I, I did find it quite a tough listen probably will not continue to listen to it <laughs> i think what i will do is i'll dip into the highlights. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 a good few songs in there which I will I will listen to, but as an album as a whole, I don't know. I've struggled with it. I've struggled with it a bit, and something else as well. I so I've read that uh, apparently this this album has been described as their most accessible and mainstream to date.
1: <laughs> really, I haven't yeah. checked out any of the other stuff, but blimey, I don't know if uh, I have got it in me to do that. I mean, I. I think your, I guess, criticism, Too Clever for Its Own Good, could be thrown at this entire album quite validly because they never try to just write a simple song. And, and, you know, there there are some really, as you say, some really good ideas that almost sound like formative ideas that they never really develop into a song that you could sit and enjoy for four or five minutes. Is it? they're constantly trying to take that away from the listener and this is it almost doesn't feel like an album of songs it's a very i don't know i don't know what i would recommend to people to listen to i I guess gospel for a new century i almost feel like this is such a complete album you want to suggest people listen to the whole album but i just no, that would be really hard as well. So <laughs> I don't know what to do.
0: But there is there, <laughs> there are good points there, and I think I think you're right. One of the comparisons, one of the bands that I compared it to was was Outcast, in particular the big boy stuff, which you, you've already touched on. I think you bang on there. Also, parts of it reminded me, although not as mainstream and as accessible, but parts of it reminded me of. Um, the last daft punk album random access memory and i think the reason for that is the fact that it's a lot of live musicians playing on it and it's a lot of the time it's a style that you wouldn't necessarily have you, you might think of the style of music to have sample drums for example mm. and it's not it's live musicians on it and that is really cool and it does it does sound great and you know so from that side at that point of view and like i said the production is is massive it's it's so well done so from that point of view it's definitely worth listening to it's it's absolutely worth listening to um the sean bowie i mean they look like an absolute rock star the whole image and everything and the the way that they're constantly reinventing themselves Mm -hmm. i mean it's to be applauded it's 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 really cool and i like that pushing boundaries i do like that i'm just not totally on board with this album
1: no, I think that's completely fair. The Sean Bowie thing interested me as well because it's not clear if that's their real name, and it was like, oh, where's the inspiration for that come? And maybe there is a Bowie element there because if you look at Bowie's last album, David Bowie's last album, Black Star. That yeah. that was that was a tough listen. Very kind of yes, live absolutely. instrumental, live instruments, jazzy but rough jazzy. Um, there's, I heard shades of it in here as well. In the less listener-friendly aspects of, of Black Star, I don't know what else to say about this album. I think I think I would recommend checking it out. Uh, be brave, dip your toe in, and and have a go. And I think yeah. with repeated listens, there there are rewards. It's not easy, um, but I don't think I'd criticise it for that because it's been a hell of a lot of fun. Um, Trying to get my head around it and trying to, I don't know, map yeah. out that roller coaster and, and, and enjoy it. But I, I think it's great in in so many ways and, and well worth a listen. That's what. That's where I'm going to leave it. That's
0: yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> <Cool>. um. <laughs> So before we get on to our next album review, some great news. We've just added a playlist section to our website.
1: Yep, you can uh, find these playlists on Spotify and Apple Music and they contain tracks that we've chosen from each of the artists we review each week and thrown in there.
0: We're hoping that this will give you a little taste of the albums that we discuss and from then you can pick up on any albums that you'd like to go on and explore a little bit further.
1: So check it out www.adventuresinnewmusic.com and look for the playlists.
0: Yeah! Should we move on to my album? Go on then. What have you picked this week, Christopher? So, my album of this week was Welcome to Bobby's Motel by Pottery.
1: Lovely stuff, right,
0: and uh, go, tell me about it. So this is the debut album from Canadian Five Piece Pottery, uh, who are a garage rock band. Um, Welcome to Bobby's Motel was released on Partizan Records in June 2020. Partizan Records are quickly becoming one of my favourite record labels, actually, Home to Idols, Fontaine's DC, Cigarettes After Sex, to name a few, All, all those bands well into. A couple of them had great albums last year. So this album originally was scheduled for an earlier 2020 release, but was put back because of the coronavirus. Have you you heard of that? You heard of the coronavirus?
1: No. Are they they a band?
0: No. Anyway. Um, The lead single was Texas Drums. That was uh, released back in February. And I actually heard it in February. It was getting played everywhere. Um, So that got me quite excited for this album from the off. Um, Texas Drums is a pretty fitting title for the first single because this is an absolutely massive drum album. Um, it, the, the, the album is full of woodblocks, cowbells, tambourines, crazy <laughs> drum beats. It's produced by Jonathan Schenker, who um, also produced bands like Parquet Courts uh, and the drums. Um, but he's also a bit of a sound designer for films as well wasn't sure about this album when listening to it, whether it was a concept album or not. I don't know whether you got this. I wasn't sure. There was
1: parts of it kind of talking about the motel and stuff where I was like, I don't know, is there a story to follow here?
0: Well, see, there's a couple of, there's a couple of little uh, rumours and they've obviously dropped little red herrings and stuff about who is Bobby, what is Bobby's yeah. motel and stuff. But essentially, it seems like, according to the press release, it sounds like Bobby... Is the band Pottery, and his motel is essentially wherever they are. So okay. it's all like there's like nice sort of romantic uh, press release about you know the band touring. They've got like a, a, a knackered old tranny van um, that they've I can't, it's called Helen or something like that. But you know what I mean. <laughs> and, and so the world that they live in is this motel, and they the band themselves are are, are Bobby. Um, I mean, I'm going to say straight from the off, love it. I think it's a great album. <laughs> I think it's absolutely superb. I think it's really, really good. I love like the sort of the feel of the whole album. I love the way it sort of races from song to song, from section to section within those songs, quite seamlessly. They love a section. They certainly do. It quite often feels like, especially in like the opening couple of tracks, it feels like you've almost got movements within a track. Yeah. So you might have like the, the the second song. Um you might have like sort of three or four different parts within that tune. And it's one of those that, you know, you're sort of looking down at your computer or your phone and going, have we skipped on? Are we into the next track here? Yeah,
1: they they really do love a departure. I thought, you know, welcome to Bobby's Motel, the first track, um, you know, immediately, because I hadn't heard anything of them. So as soon as I started that, it was like, right, we're in. And uh, and then halfway through, just change your pace. You're like, oh, okay. I actually prefer the second half. It's it's essentially the same song, the same riff, I think, but just played in a in a different way. And uh, and again, with Texas Drums, a big departure at the end of that one. Again, moving from tightly round to kind of sprawling and spacey.
0: That Texas, uh, Texas Drums part one and part two, it's called, isn't it? The track in the middle. Yeah. Now, the, the, the first bit was actually the only bit that's been released as a single, so I hadn't, oh, heard, really? hadn't heard the second part of it, which essentially is just a three-minute dance fest, isn't it? When you stick it on, it's got a really, really yeah. cool, cool groove. But it reminded me of the first time of hearing... At the drive-in, invalid litter department, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the bit with that when the, the, they've got a huge riff at the end, it's like almost yeah. like a little. Oh hello, we've got a little hidden track here. On, <laughs> yeah, you know, hidden <laughs> hidden track on the song. It, it's just like it snuck up um, snuck up on me, and it was really uh, it was really cool. Um, yeah, I like that. I mean, sound wise, the, the kind of there's there's all sorts of I can hear all sorts of influences there. There's all sorts of stuff going on. It's mm. it's quite garage rocky. Yeah, I thought you know, there's there's like the, the garage rocky elements reminding me a little bit of uh, white denim. Um,
1: yeah, big time. I they that. sounded
0: like uh, parquet courts. No surprise mm-hmm. that the producer also did them as well. There's uh, there's there's a bit of a David Byrne influence in there, I think as well. The Talking Heads. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I thought they, um, I thought they sat on that kind of spectrum where you're kind of. It's, it's it's different, the different end of it, but I think they're on the wasted shirt spectrum a little bit. And oh, yeah. I, I just mean that in the, in the garage rocky sense. But along that spectrum as well, I think you have something like the psychedelic porn crumpets who we listened to last year yeah. with their kind of more psychedelic garage rock. Because even though this is garage rock, it does definitely have those spacier elements to it. It's got some funky elements too, in particular uh, songs like oh, i don't know hot heater yeah um, so, where, which is the current single That's oh the current is single, it actually, right? see yeah. that reminded me of like the rapture um right it's uh I, it's definitely got that, those funk elements to this album so i do think it's it's much more than garage rock it's really quite i don't know it takes in a lot of influences like i think I was listening to Reflection, which is track six, which is like a proper change of pace. Yeah. And it sounds a bit like a speeded up version of Pink Floyd or or, yeah. or Led Zeppelin's kind of more, you know, ponderous moments. That that sounds like a diss. A, a I didn't mean that. Do people still say this? They probably don't say this anymore. You know what I mean? It sounds like a slight. But then track uh, track eight, uh, NY, uh, what was it, N Y N uh new york My in. in um it, the intro uh, tell me if you got this the intro reminded me of touch me by the doors and then by the end of the track i thought it reminded me of riders on the storm by the doors
0: oh really <laughs> yeah see I, I actually thought for that one i thought that that would fit seamlessly on the first Coral album that.
1: <laughs> yeah probably would actually
0: you know um but yeah like there's all you know there's all sorts of different influences in there and it, it's 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 kind of cool. I like hearing all those different influences. And, mm. you know, I just, I feel like the whole album is brilliant. It's really infectious. It's really, you know, I, I like that. say, take something like um, Under the Wires, uh, mm. great track, but it's it's the drums. It's almost like the drums are fidgeting on it. You know, it's yeah. like it's loads of fills going on and oh, a little bit mm. of a wood block here, a little bit of a jam block, a little bit of a cowbell. And it, it, it kind of almost unnerves me at times. Makes me kind of feel on edge, but in a good way. You know what I mean? It's.
1: Um... I know what you mean. Well, it begins with that big old snare roll, the album, doesn't it? It just, like, yeah. just comes rattling in and then, poof, welcome to Bobby's Motel. But that, I, I yeah, like absolutely. that you mentioned uh, un- Under the Wires because uh, that track, I, for some reason, every track reminded me of someone different. This one reminded me of Sparks, <laughs> as in okay, this town ain't yeah. big enough for the both of us. I don't yeah. really know why. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, pin it down yeah. exactly but uh I, I do like the way uh i do like the way that song carries on and texas drums actually um reminded me of uh, lowrider by war you know the song um which has the lyrics uh all my friends know the lowrider in it which is oh, right, the, yeah, the, low, the, yeah. do you know the track it was used I on my advert that, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it really does remind me of that and I can't shake it. So I feel like these guys, I don't know, they must have a really broad taste in music and just bring in all this stuff. And it's made it a really fun listen. The whole thing, really upbeat, really, again, a bit of a journey. And I like this idea that they're sitting there playing a song and they get halfway through it and they go, bored now. Right, where can we... Take it next. I'm it not ready does, to move on to the next song, but ooh. it kind
0: of does feel like that, doesn't it? It does sound like that at times, because mm. um, it is. It's like I say, it's that whole fidgeting thing. It's like, oh, right, yeah, we're on, we're on to the next bit. Have you seen any clips of them live or anything?
1: No, I bet it goes off, does
0: it? Uh, big time. So uh, there's a there's a uh, there's a whole set of them playing in February at one of my favourite venues. Now, if I say this venue to you, what does this conjure up in your mind? Um, The Windmill in Brixton.
1: (laughs) Dog on a Roof.
0: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So, the Windmill reminds me of two things. There's a dog on a roof, uh, which is quite famous. And secondly, it reminds me of you crashing our rented tour van (laughs) into some barriers.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well there was when a, we Were we on
0: the way to play
1: there? There was a police car or an ambulance behind us at the roundabout and no one moving, so I just tried to get out of the way. I was, By was driving a, long, into a barrier. <laughs> it was a long wheelbase for transit. I couldn't get it that far out of the way. I had to hit something. But we didn't get um we didn't get done for it. We we got a deposit back and everything, so that was good.
0: Until now. Um Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, but the windmill. See, I've um I've got real fond memories of the windmill, and I have I've done both ends of playing at the windmill. I've played the, the windmill when it's been a hot, sweaty mess, packed mm. out room, and it's been amazing. And I've played the windmill to two people, <laughs> so it's it's a great little venue. And there's there's a video of them playing uh, playing live, like to the whole people. set. No, it, it it does it does look like it's going off. It looks it it looks brilliant, and it just struck me when I was watching it. Is this would be the perfect setting to see the band. They look like they're having so much fun. You know, I watched that like the first couple of minutes. Is like I want to get out there gigging again. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I really do like just seeing. They look. Like, they just look like they're having an absolute. Ruddy whale of a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of music, though. It's not like it's not like I can ever imagine them, uh, you know, kind of going right now. no you know, here's the slow number, and then everyone talking over it. There's no, yeah. there's no time or space in these in these tracks. No, Although, having no. said that, what's in fashion? Um, it's got some real triggers for me. Mixes like, it up as, a bit, that doesn't it? It's a bit um, Latin, a bit of a
0: Latin groove.
1: Yeah, now I've got nothing, nothing, no problem with a Latin groove generally, but you know they get out the scraper, you know the, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, why? And then ting in on the bell of the ride, and it's like just, oh, stop it! And and isn't isn't it got quite a high falsetto in there as well? And I was just like, this is three strikes, lads, skip.
0: <laughs> Do you know what though? I w- I will say this right. They throw absolutely everything, including the kitchen sink, at this album. Like there's so many <laughs> ideas going on. There's so many different influences, so much stuff being thrown all over the place. And yeah, all right, there's the odd misfire on the way. There's not many, but like you say, yeah. like what's in fashion's you know, is a bit of a sort of bit of a filler track. Um however, I completely forgive them any misfires because it's such an ambitious piece of work, I think, this album. I think the yeah. you know it's and it's such a a great debut album that um, that anything that slightly feels a little bit off kilter, you know, is totally forgiven
1: because oh, completely
0: it's, you know,
1: I think it adds to the texture of the whole thing as well. You get you know it's a bit of a journey. It's not every track sounding the same. This is another album where you don't really know where the song's going to take you. It's uh, it's got punk, it's got Latin, it's got garage rock, it's got space rock, it's got 60s psychedelia it's, it's brilliant I think it's a really really good album and yeah. it's got that classic thing at the end with Hot Like Jungle a proper album ender like how how we, we often talk about albums great opener in in, in Bobby's Motel um, you know you're straight in there and then you know Hot Like Jungle just really slows it down takes yeah. you out of the album gently and, and then you're done I think it's, it's probably the most straightforward song in the album as well
0: it does, that Hot Light Jungle is a great track. The feel and the bass line do certainly owe a bit, well, probably a little bit more than owe a bit. I feel like it, it, they've kind of picked the pocket a little bit of um, Haunted Head by Ezra Furman. Have you heard that <laughs> Really? Track?
1: I don't know it. No, I don't know that.
0: Very, very similar feel, It, you know, um, but great track, really good track, and like you say, it just it finishes off the album perfectly really just yeah Mm -hmm. it's a little it's just a little bit different but then the the whole album is it's got all sorts of stuff coming and coming in and coming and going and you know lots of uh, like you say lots of you know there's there's the whole garage rock influence the whole uh, psychedelia with, with reflection halfway through you know
1: I think it's a really good album. Would you, um, I think I know the answer to this. Would you go see him live?
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're going to be high on my list of bands to check out when we can do so safely again. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I would, you know, I would say, yes, I will definitely be uh, continuing to listen to this album. I'd like to see them live. I'll definitely recommend this to anybody because it's brilliant. I mean, my sort of conclusion, to the album would be it's 38 minutes of pure fun and fantasy. And whatever Bobby's motel is, I'd like to stay there a little bit longer. <laughs> that's, that's like a sales pitch. Ridiculous. Taxi for Jobson.
1: We've <laughs> had enough. All right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what what track would you recommend people to check out if they checked out only one then? Well, te-
0: I've. I mean, I've got to say Texas Drums. Right. In, yeah. Be, I think. Forget about it being track of me out, track of the album. I think it's track of the year for me. Blimey, I really? I think it's brilliant. But, I mean, I've I've had this song on my radar since February when it first started getting airplay. I just think it's a, a brilliant song. I think it's mm-hmm. so good. So good. Even though it's ripped off the lowrider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, now you've spoiled it for me, yeah. I'd also say uh, Under the Wires. I like Under the Wires and uh, Down in the Dumps. That's the one that's kind of, it almost sounds a bit like a John oh, Spencer Blues weird, Explosion yeah. track. Mm. That's how it opens. Um, but yeah, I, I th- it's all great. It's it's one of them where you can sort of a bit like trace mountains a few weeks back. You can sort of take your pick from, from a hat full really. The, the, it's a great album. <clears throat> how about Quite yourself? Praise.
1: Um, I think welcome to Bobby's Motel just because it caught me off guard, uh, you know, twice it was like, oh, okay, right, we're going straight in. Okay, there's no kind of fade in. There's no brace yourselves. It's just like, bang, okay, we're in. And then halfway through it, you're like, oh, track two already. Oh, no, it's still on track one. Okay, yeah. right, okay, yeah. this is what they do. So I really enjoyed it for that. Um, Texas Drums is huge. I think that's a really good song. Uh, and probably Hot Like Jungle as well, just to show the other side, a few few tracks to check out, really. If I had to choose one. Welcome to Bobby's Motel. Cool. I reckon. Yeah. 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 We done.
0: Yeah. Another strong week. I know we, we, Lovely. We, we seem to be saying this a lot at the moment, don't we? But.
1: Well, I think there's a lot to love about both those albums. No matter what challenges they throw up, I think there's a, a huge amount to enjoy. And, and I th- you know, when she, when she start thinking like that, I think you, you do enjoy them. Yeah. Weirdly, I found one of the, the best ways to enjoy Eve's Tumor or one of the ways that kind of got me into it was nodding my head. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. It's like, okay, we're in a song. I found the beat. I'm going to nod my head. Okay, I'm into this now. <laughs> and it was almost like faking it till you make it. It's like, yeah, I am. I am into this because I'm moving. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, this is really cool. It just made me concentrate on it a little bit more. And you do kind of have to concentrate, but I don't know, the payoffs are there if you do.
0: Yeah. It's a good year, man. It's a vintage year. Um, <laughs> that although that you saying that about nodding your head just reminds me of watching um, soul percussion at ATP. Oh yeah, well that was a bad year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway, that's uh, that's it for another week of adventures in new music. Uh, join us next week when we will be talking about hit to hit by second grade. And The Fallen Crimson by Envy. In the meantime, do get in touch. We're on Instagram, Adventures in New Music.
0: Or email the show at adventuresinnewmusic at gmail.com.
1: And don't forget to like and subscribe and tell your mates.
0: See you next week. Bye.